Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Business Edge Podcast. My guest today is Fields Jackson, president of the College Diversity Network and CEO and chief cheerleader of Racing Toward Diversity Magazine. And that is going to be our topic for today's conversation, reframing the diversity discussion. And I can't think of a better person to talk to this about than Fields. So welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Fields Jackson. Thanks, Brian Moran. I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a, I'm a big cheerleader of yours as well. I'm putting that on my resume then. You're going to see that on my LinkedIn profile, Fields. Be careful. <laughs> Absolutely. Be careful. Uh, well, we are part of the Mutual Admiration Society then. Yes. You and I have known each other for a long time. A long time. You've introduced me to some fantastic people who've helped expand my network and my mindset. And so I was thrilled that you accepted my invitation to be on my podcast at the urging of your son, Austin. Austin, absolutely. A a shout out to, I appreciate that. Um, But to have this conversation. So let's start off with why, and this is probably a boom. This is the only question I'm going to ask probably in the entire podcast, but why does diversity need to be reframed? Well, hey, hey Brian, thanks. Um, it needs to be reframed in, in the current environment because, again, it's it's taken on this this negative sort of tone that, you know, diversity is replacement. You're pushing people out where diversity, you know, again, and if that's your goal. And, you know, if you're in a if you're in a industry that's declining and you got to bring the accountants in and you got to, you know, kick people out the door, then probably diversity is not the right place. Because again, you're, you're downsizing. You got the, yeah. the bean counters there. You're not looking for growth. You're looking to, you know, uh, uh, for a soft exit. But if you're growing your business, either small business along, you know, again, you want to, you want to expand your market. Mm-hmm. So in expanding your market, if, if you've got a great business and you're sort of dominating one niche, you know, you like to try different areas, right? Right. Those different areas represent diversity. You know, uh, you're good at this, but, you know, you need to open it up and do this. So part of that is uh, if the people in your network mm-hmm. are the best people to help you expand into a different area, then you're all set. Right. Right. But if the different people are represent somebody from the other side of town, you, you know what I'm saying? It could be yeah. that local, the other side of town. Well, you probably need to get the best people from the other side of town to at least give you, you know, help you navigate. Doesn't mean that they come on board, but to help you navigate, not step on every landmine on the other side of town. So yeah. diversity to me um, uh, not only needs to be reframed, but it's just, you know, like I said, diversity is everybody. Um it gives you, know, you a 360 degree view of your ecosystem. Well, not completely, because again, you can't have everybody in the room, but it, it opens up it opens up opportunities for you. Right. And I tell folks, they say, Well, I'm I'm a white guy. I said, Well, that's you're diverse. I said, you know, um, if I'm in a, you know, depending on your age, depending on your your, you know, where you're from or et cetera, you know, I've been in situations where, you know, people are talking about uh, the social media platform. Mm-hmm. And Brian, you're one of the best I know around social media, right? But I've gone into rooms where, you know, there's a board of directors and everybody's, you know, uh, you know, older. 70 year old white guys. And they're, and they're talking about, or you know, just, but they're talking about social media. 
And uh, you look around, it's like, you know, <laughs> so do any of you know what TikTok, you know, so TikTok, you know, so again, how are you having yeah. this conversation? Yeah. And you're, you're guiding your organization and you've got no expert, right? Or somebody that has a, some relative information to help you, right? I've gone into rooms where, hey, we can't find women for our board and it's all men sitting there. I said, okay, you, you know, do you see where this is going, guys? You know, you know. Yeah. You see yeah. where this is going? It, you know. I've always said that diversity is a competitive advantage in business, right? It, because if everybody looks like you and thinks like you and sounds like you and is from your neighborhood, that's going to give you about a 90 degree view of your ecosystem. So that's yes. a lot of blind spots yes. for your business. It, it, it's like, it's like um, let's say you have a board of advisors and you've got you know, seven people on your board and six of them have financial backgrounds and one's a lawyer. It's like, okay, where's the the IT guy? Where's the social right. guy? Where's right. the marketing person, right. man or woman? But man or woman. Man or yeah. woman. Great, know, great example. Great to example. That point, um, yeah. you know, I always use the example. Henry Ford. Mm-hmm. Henry Ford, I think he went bankrupt like four or five times, right? You know, he was he was trying to perfect this thing, right? Mm-hmm. So he got it down to where he got this, where this was, this was perfect. He was actually, he would actually tell people to, you know, ship me your parts in this box. And he would take the box and use the box as part of the, you know, the guy was a genius with trying to save money and all this stuff. So he got it down to where it was mass producing, right? He didn't invent the automobile, but he started to mass produce this thing, right? Yeah. So he got it down and, and you know, as an entrepreneur, you get it down to where, okay, I got I get everything out of this grape. I got everything out of this grape. So yeah. he goes, hey, you could have a Model T in any color this, as long as it's black. Because again, that was he was you know he wasn't gonna you know he wasn't gonna change the paint you know because he yeah. had tried all yeah. this stuff right. So you could have the Model T in any color as long as it's black, and he's like laughing right. You yeah. Know? The thing is, it was a great thing he started. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. His competitors made him adjust that. Right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's his competitors because he could have stayed on that track. Hey, just black, just black, just black. Uh-huh. Right. Guess what? The guys at Cadillac said, hey, you know, we could you know, we could make that, a, you know, a nice red, Mr. Mur-. You know what I'm saying? So all yeah. of a sudden, you know, he had to come off that. I think that's the diversity that, you know, your competitors sometimes make you do it. Right. Yeah. Sometimes the market makes you do it. But again, now, you know, if if. There to me, there's no one size fits all. There's people go, hey, you know, one size fits all. You know, no. Uh, again, Brian, you know, you can't do that with shoes. You can't do it with toasters. You know, so again, you know, why do I get on a certain airline? Not because they go to one city. They go to multiple. You know, so there's yeah. the diversity of yeah. what the offering is. Right. I go into a restaurant. They go, we just make hamburgers. Oh, okay. All right. You know, yeah, yeah, I was thinking hot dogs tonight, you know, (laughs) you know, but again, that limits. And again, I may love your hamburger. Right. 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 I'm not going to be there seven days a week, as opposed to now I've got this array of things. Right. That are offered. So that diversity, it's to me, it's just in your product offerings, in your, you know, uh, how you answer the phone. You know, if, if, if people are calling in and they're all Hispanic. Uh, I could fight that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know who does that well, Fields? I have a client, the New Jersey yeah. Small Business Development Centers, right? Yep. They're a client of mine. They have um, 
11 centers in the state of New Jersey, and they make it, I I don't think it's a prerequisite, but they have done an incredible job of hiring counselors who represent the communities that they serve. So every, I think every single center has a bilingual counselor that, that can, that can speak to the community. So And, and they probably have, I don't know, four or five different languages so that if, if somebody speaks, let's say, German, OK, I don't speak German, but there's somebody in another center that does in, in New Jersey. So instead of you saying to the client, you need to learn English, we'll meet you where you are and I'll do it from another office or if it's and, Spanish. And Brian, you could they could they could say, hey, you know what? We only speak uh, English here. Yeah. And you can and then double down on that. Right. Uh-huh. If I've got a clinic across the street, right across the street, and they say "habla en uh, español," yeah, you know what? Again, doesn't mean right or wrong. You see what I'm saying? But again, you know, if if you're opening up to what your market's telling you, you if you hear that, diversity becomes a pretty powerful tool. So, how did did, did COVID have a big impact on the oh. way? Yeah, tell tell me about that. How COVID impacted the diversity conversation to me it, it impacted our business um it, our business sort of took off a little bit because we we were doing jobs and you know we would work with companies that for whatever reason and, and again you know if you're recruiting from a certain school and again sometimes you get lazy you know hey i'm just i just go here right uh-huh. just go there. but again as you know brian you know there's you know i like, you know, I love Clemson and I love where my kids went, but there's there's great students on all these campuses. Right? There's great sure. students. You see Chapel Hill, there's great students. So when companies couldn't travel, it, it really limited their talent pool, right? So mm-hmm. not only are you going to the same school, but now, you know, you, you can't even get to the school now, right? Right, right. So when we're working with, and we work with over 100 HBCUs, uh, we had uh, virtual career fairs that we're sort of middling along until COVID hit, right? Then when COVID hit, nobody could go anywhere, but I still have to hire. I still, I still have mm-hmm. to. So, you know, we became known as, Hey, you know, uh, race into diversity and college diversity network. They're on not only a hundred HBCUs, they're on 250 other campuses. Wow. So we can, we can get to some places that, uh, and it was sort of surprising in that they started to see talent, because again, you know, where does talent come from? We had this conversation. Where does it come from? Where does where does the guy that can throw a hundred mile an hour fastball? Where does it come from? Right? Yeah. There isn't yeah. there isn't a section of the country. You know, the kid can be in a cornfield <laughs> in the middle of you know, it's like you know, yeah, he's, yeah, he's throwing potatoes, right? Yeah. Somebody sees that. Somebody clocks the potato and go, "Hey, this kid." <laughs> <laughs> there you, you go. Got a, you got a rocket there, kid. Yeah. Right? The kid. The kid doesn't even play baseball, right? Yeah. You've got a rocket there, man. Yeah. So let's get you in the minor leagues. Let's get you in front of some folks to kind of work on that. Let's cultivate like, your talent. Let's cultivate their talent. And like, you know, they see some kid dancing and just dancing around and somebody goes, man, you know, this kid's got some talent. Next thing you know, it's Michael Jackson. So we, how do you, the talent scout, how do you find talent? And there's people yeah. that are gifted. There are people that are gifted at that. Right. Right. Yeah. Or you hear some kids sing and again, I, I think it's cracky, but the next thing you know, this, this kid, whatever he's saying, has that operatic voice. Mm-hmm. I, I can't hear that, but there's certain people that can hear that. Yeah. So when you're looking for talent, you know, what does it look like? So we were able to identify some schools and some 
some kids that were off the radar that actually surprised the recruiters. Right? Wow, really? Yeah. You, you okay. Know, you, you get a kid in the middle of nowhere, the valedictorian, the kid's the president, the, the track kid coach. You know, the kid is doing multiple things because there's not a lot of people in the school. So the kid's yeah. got all these hats. He's a leader. He's smart. So, so now all of a sudden you go, wow. You, once you meet the kid, you go, oh, my God, this, you know, you're pretty, <laughs> you're pretty well adjusted, young man. So your college diversity network during the pandemic almost became like a conduit where you you took talented college students from 250 schools and you know colleges and universities and put them virtually in front of corporations that were looking for diverse talent but couldn't do it in person it couldn't do it in person and Brian the other side of that there were companies we represent that would never be in front of these colleges. They okay. would just fly over, right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to UNC Chapel Hill. I'm not going to UNC Pembroke. But you know what? I know Chapel Hill's great, but this kid at Pembroke, you know, there's some great smart kids walking around. Yeah. So now you get some of these students that would never get a bite at a at an HP. You know what I'm saying? They would never, I don't say ever, ever. Yeah, yeah. HP's not coming to their campus. That's just not a stop, a stop, right. right? Right. So now all of a sudden you get these major companies that couldn't travel, but now virtually, right? Mm-hmm. You're in front of some kids from, you know, Eastern Oregon and some places that you like, oh my, you know, you have to go, where the heck is this place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So yep. it, it opened up people's eyes that, you know what, man, I don't have to go to Princeton. You know, I, again, I, I'm still going to Princeton, right? Yeah. But when I go to Princeton, I'm competing against a thousand other companies that still want this kid, right? So the kid's got a thousand job offers. Well, what's the chance he comes to see me, right? Mm-hmm. Versus the kid at Rutgers, right? <laughs> that is just, you know, that is 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 really appreciative that he got a chance to show that he's just as good. So it actually sort of exploded during that pandemic when nobody could go anywhere. But because of our relationships, we were able to get to colleges and campuses because of who we were, right? Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't a cold call. Hey, we know racism or diversity. We know. So we were able to sort of, you know, bridge a gap in that virtual space and now connect people to talent pools that they didn't, I won't say they didn't know existed, but just were out off of their radar for whatever reason. Yeah. Jeff Foster, he went to an HBCU, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, big fan. North Carolina A&T. Big fans. So big I've fans. had him on, I've had him on my podcast. I've had him on some other podcasts and webcasts that I've done. I am the president of the Jeff Foster fan club. You and me both. So, <laughs> so maybe I'm the treasurer. Um, his story is one that I love to tell again and again and again. Went to North Carolina A&T, right? Was in graduate school, was getting his MBA. I can't remember if it was from A&T or somewhere else, but was working for a company and Ford Motor Company was their client. And they said to Jeff's company, you know, we just had a recall. Can you replace this product? Can you create a mold for this product? And so Jeff did it. He was still in graduate school, Mm -hmm. right? I think he was 28 years old. Mm -hmm. Created it. He actually got a patent for it. His yeah. company got a patent for it. And I said, Jeff, that's incredible. 
And then he said, yeah. And then we sold it to Ford for $31 million. Right. I said, oh, my and God, he, Jeff. He got a, and he got a plaque. I said, yeah. I said, Jeff, so how much of that did you get? He goes, nothing. I goes, I got the plaque. I said, do you at least get a steak dinner? He said, I got the plaque. But the moral of that story is he went out and he started his own company. And then he got his old company back as a client. And then he got Ford Motor Company as a client. He now services the automotive and healthcare, like pharmaceutical industries. And he delivers products to 120 countries around the world. Around the world. His businesses were tripled during the, the pandemic. Yes. Um, it's growing by leaps and bounds. He was the North Carolina like business magazine, small business owner of the year. Of the year. Yep. And what he does is he recruits from North Carolina A&T. Yep. He, he, he provides internships to engineering students there because well, he knows that you can find talent almost anywhere. Not only that, he's an adjunct professor. Yep. And I'm an adjunct professor. I teach at about 15 HBCUs. I got an RV, a big classroom. I kind of go around and everybody thinks I'm everywhere. Like, Where are you going today? You know, so, <laughs> but, <laughs> but with Foster, sort of the idea, Jeff would ask, actually have me come out and speak to his class. Mm-hmm. It's full of engineers about marketing and sales. Because even though I'm an engineer, how do I market myself? How do I get LinkedIn? So again, how do I get myself prepared to be hired? Right? Yeah. What became apparent was that Jeff, and this is the sort of genius mind, he's in front of the top 100 engineers at NCANT, one of the top HBCUs in the country, right? Mm-hmm. So not only does, so it's like, do you know the kid? I know the kid, the kid's sitting in my class. So he knows yeah. the best and brightest. So think about this. When, when companies would come to me and say, hey, Phil, you know, we're struggling to get, uh, you know, diverse engineers. Foster, you know, uh, you know, yeah. so Jeff Foster uh, and you and you talk to him, he's going to hire the top three kids. They're gone. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you four, <laughs> five and six. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's getting the Trevor Lawrence's. They're, they're good. Don't even don't, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't, don't even worry about that rumor. What's that door? Don't even worry about that door. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> However. The other kids, you know, they're they're You know what? You know, they are outstanding kids. Yeah, that are there that now we're able to expose to some job opportunities. Right. Mm -hmm. And they may not even know where NCANT is. Right. Right. So it it opens this. So now when I send those 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 folks that are recommended by Jeff Foster, Mm -hmm. it blows folks away, Brian. They're like, oh, my God, you know. All of a sudden, I send you over the Clemson starting five. He's like, oh, my God. You know, is in the first day, it's like, is this real? Because you think, I, okay, this must be AI generated. You just, you know. You just, yeah, yeah, yeah. But once you realize, my God, look at this place, right? Yeah. It opens a lens and go, oh, my God. Is, uh, you know what? Do you have friends? Is there anybody else there? So now this becomes a must recruiting stop. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Where I was flying over that, going to Wake Forest before. You see, I'm I'm flying by, I'm driving right by this place. Yeah. Can can people find those students on the College Diversity Network website that you have? Yes. 
Okay. Yes. And that was what morphed out of, 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 of came out of Racing Toward Diversity magazine, right? Racing Toward Diversity magazine. And again, we're working with companies. Right. And and you you know, we did the New York Stock Exchange. So we did some really big high end uh, social media mm-hmm. activities, which sort of changed because again, I didn't believe in diversity, but Brian, you know, we did something at the New York Stock Exchange and it, it, it you remember I never forget that. It the, the word diversity was actually trending. Yes. Yeah. Remember that? Yes. Was, on, was, on Twitter. It was actually tre- in the early days of tw- in Twitter. It was actually trending on Twitter. Yeah. In New York. And people yeah. were like, what the heck is going on? Right. Yeah. So people that didn't even believe in diversity said man, they, they could see the numbers and go, man, look at this. Right. Is this for real? They would ask is this for real. And then once you realize that this is real, they go, oh, my goodness, we can get a message out. You know, if we're doing something around diversity, this may be a good place to get our message out. Right. So once we started doing that and we built up some credibility, <clears throat> companies would say, hey, Mr. Jackson, this is incredible. You know, can you help us with something else? Sure. And I'm like, well, what's that? And, you know, I, the story I tell, it was it was Austin. Austin was still a sophomore. And I had a company that uh, they need a. they were trying to find 100 interns. Wow. And they, they, they could find interns. They just happened, couldn't find diverse interns for whatever reason. Mm hmm. So it was a sales and marketing job. And, and they said, we're having a difficult time. And I and I jokingly said, I said, well, if you only need 100, I said, you only need 99 now because uh, Austin's mom will pack a lunch and he'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right? Yeah. You know, Austin shows up and, you know, his mama did a good job, Brian. So, you know, yeah. he's like, hey, this this kid's pretty good. Right. Where do you go to school? So it's sort of so as an adjunct professor, I'm going around and I'd go to class. And I said, hey, you know what? Um, before we start class, who needs a job? Mm. So even the kids that didn't do the homework, they're like, oh, man, is this a test? It's like, oh, you know, I did, did, he, did he say job? Right. So the hands go up. And I said, hey, you know, here's a company that uh, they said they need 100 people. Mm-hmm. They only need 99 now because Austin's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Austin's showing up. So give these folks a, a call. So two days later, the company calls me back. And Mrs. Jackson said, and again, they were struggling in this area. Mm-hmm. He said, how did you do this? I said, do what? They said, we got over 200 resumes the next day. How did you do this? And I wow. said, how come you can't? You know, you you got the big search firm. So I didn't even argue with him because, again, Brian, think about the 20, 30 kids. I got a job at the campus. Yeah. I, I became yeah. a very popular <laughs> a conduit. You you are you are the you're the networker. You're the guy who knows a guy. The, the connector. The I'm con- the connector. Yes. Right. So, do you have a sense of how many people you've, how many students and graduates you've helped get jobs for? We are trying to track that back. What happens? Uh, I I think in the hundreds, maybe even thousands. What happens? You know, once you apply, we can track it up to that. And all that okay. Once you apply. It goes into, you know, the companies get real sensitive yeah. around that data. If that it goes sense. into their queue. It goes into their queue. So they, we're trying to either through LinkedIn be able to sort of trace that back. But that's a number that we want to be. We're proud of that number. Of course. We think it's a, we think it's a lot. Are the companies continue to come back and because we're, we're delivering great talent from the NCA and T's. And, and again, just having those types of. And then the other thing is that when we go to a campus, you know, I'll I'll speak to a president. And I go, you, you got twenty five kids that need a job, and the schools I'm going to, Brian, I have yet to have a president go. Nah, we're good. I, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, they well, all have 
25 kids, right? Yeah. That the kids are the valedictorian, but guess what? His, his, his internship fell through or you know, whatever, you know. So they're Explain sending that. over so some pretty high, high quality folks. Yeah. This is an RV tour that you're doing that you started this year that I'd love for you to tell my listeners. And and the thing is, you you can find internships or or, or starting jobs right right out of college. You find them for companies of all sizes, right? So awesome. my listeners, I have small business owners to entrepreneurs who run hundreds, you know, have hundreds of employees up to corporations. So we we but but the sweet spot is probably less than a hundred employees. Mm-hmm. So I, m- my listeners can go on the college diversity. Uh, network site right mm-hmm. um they, they can track you in your rv trip and th- tell me how my listeners can take advantage of your network online like if they're looking for two or three people maybe an engineer a marketer and a salesperson well you know um the the tour is only good because again we're there's some companies that want to help me expand this because it's it's taken off i it, you know it was became it was business and pleasure because you know we'd go to a, you know we have an rd we made it into an office uh with COVID. i could virtually work anywhere so we just kind of go around and then i you know i'd go to a campus <clears throat> i'd guest lecture wednesday and friday and then we stay for the football game it, yeah. it, it was it was it turned into it was like business and pleasure and you know the rv with all the stickers on it all the stickers on it and i was like but again you know and and it's funny because i'm there at at these schools and when you're there with the rv everybody assumes that you're alumni you have to be right yeah yeah (laughs) i say look no i'm not well so when did you graduate i didn't you know so when did you pledge i didn't so it was like so i was like well why are you here i said well i'm uh, lost you know anybody you know anybody needs a job they're like Hey, my kid, you know, all of a sudden my kid needs a job. Yeah. Yeah. So So you have companies that have hired you to help introduce them to graduating seniors or looking for an internship at these schools and you, you tee it up for them. They, they'll go on the, what the site. What I I hope to do is help them build relationships Mm -hmm. because a lot of people, they, they'll send their hiring stuff over. They'll give it to the uh, career services folks and they'll lump it in with all the other companies. So right. this is a way to sort of break yourself out. So what I would say to your listeners is that as opposed to jumping on, and again, if I'm in an area, um, you, you kind of see me going around and you want to build a relationship. But what I would say is if you're, if you've got a local college or you've mm-hmm. got a local community college, mm-hmm. find a Jeff Foster, find, find, there's, you know, find, you know, what is it that you do? So I'm a marketing company, right? Most colleges um, love guest lecturers. Great point. Okay. They love a guest. So, Hey, I'm Fields Jackson. And again, uh, you know, I run a magazine. I'd like to uh, speak to your class about, you know, building the network, building a magazine, building this. And again, now uh, I want to talk about my industry. Now, if you get in and say, I want to talk about my company, who are you, but I want to talk about my industry and the opportunities in my industry. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, I'm looking to hire two, two kids. Usually, <laughs> you, know, you know, you're going to get at least two kids to show up. Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm there. I'm, I, I get to meet the students. I, you know, you get that, that interface. Right? Yeah. Uh, they're going to have you speak in about a week. You give an assignment. And usually, you know, if you, you find and, and nothing else, you get to promote your company locally. Mm-hmm. Number one. Mm-hmm. Right. This is what I do. This is how I do it. Right. Um, 
And you'd be surprised the talent. And again, if you're talking to the dean or talking to professors, even if the kid's not sitting in a class, they know the best and brightest. They know who that is. They know the kid that doesn't have a job. You see them say they know. Yeah. So if you're sincere, right? Hey, we're going to have Brian Moran come to speak. And as a matter of fact, Brian was here last semester and he hired, remember Billy? And Oh, yeah, that's the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I me, love it. Especially, if, and again, if you've got, you know, plants and say the plants next to an HBCU and, the, and you need me to help you with the introduction, that's because, that's, again, if you're bringing jobs and think about it, you know, Biden tried to pass this, this you know, forgiveness thing. You got kids that have graduated. They got their eighty thousand dollars in debt. They don't have a job. Yeah, yeah. So if there's if there's an opportunity, here's a way for you to sort of distinguish yourself at least locally. Right? This is what we do. This is how we do it. Um, we hire ten people a year. Oh, okay. Um, you know, if I'm running a community college and I know I can get five of the ten, you know, you know, say all of a sudden. What do I need to do <laughs> to get into yeah. your pipeline, right? You know what I love about that field? And this swings it all the way back to what we originally said was going to be the title for this podcast. And that is, you know, reframing the diversity discussion. And that is what you're talking about doing is you're talking about bringing in at an entry level your the next generation of leaders potentially yes. in your company. And now you're talking about doing it in places that you historically didn't do it before. Right. You know, look at where your entry-level people all came from. Correct. And now what you're saying is I can hire people, men and women, black and white, Hispanic, Latino, gay, straight. You know, people of all all ethnicities and genders and sexual orientations. And I can do it in a place where, you know, it, it's almost like they've been vetted for me because I'm going to go to this university and I'm going to say, you know, if this works, I'll come back every year. Brian, you're going to build you're going to build a relationship. Right. Yeah. So there's relationships that these college coaches built mm -hmm. and I remember you were down at Clemson right yep and you know Austin came out of the tunnel and there's about 25 kids that look like Austin I mean there was a there was a model <laughs> you you know there was a model right mm -hmm. so if the kid is this size can run this stuff guess what there's a phone call that comes in and guess what if you've got this type of metrics right yeah Dabo's going to take the call you know so it doesn't have to be you know but they, they're going to take that call Right? Of course, of course. As a recruiter. So what we also found out was that you're building a relationship. So if you, you're going to be in business, right? We had a chancellor, Chancellor Pierre down in Southern. Mm -hmm. One of the companies I worked with, they needed alumni, not just early career. They needed more senior talent. So I picked up the phone and called Chancellor and I had the company on the, on the phone. And, I, and they said, well, describe who you're looking for. And we had just never done it before. Chancellor found 10 people while we were on the call alumni, valedictorians, he found 10 people. The company yeah. was like, oh my God. The thing is, nobody had ever asked him before. Right. So we've had companies tell us, hey, Fields, if you got a great job, send it to me. Mm. And I've had Dean say, I might want the job. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you've got yeah. a great yeah. job. Well, you don't right? want to kill a golden goose that gives you all this talent. 
No, but the thing is that, you know, he may be tired of being a dean. So you never know, right? Yeah. What I love about what you're saying is, you know, when 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 you think of opportunities, especially in that small and mid-sized business market, I'm thinking small business, right? Under 100 yep. employees, whether it's seasonal help, like in the summer or at the holidays, you know, to tap into that network where you say, look, I, I need somebody for the next two months, you know, for, right. for, for, for my company, right? And I'll pay you a, a, a competitive wage, but I'll also make sure you get solid hands-on training about what we do. I'll put you in supply chain. I'll put you in sales or marketing, and you'll work with people who can give you an education into what it means to run, you know, a B2C business or an e-commerce business or a B2B business, right? Um, and then when you graduate, I'd love for you to come back and work for us full time. But Brian, think about this, you know, you're in class, right? And the kids are, you know, they're from all over. We have a local entrepreneur that would like to come and talk to our class. Most of the time, you know, uh, unless you're selling Amway, unless you're trying to, you know, sell something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, hey, we got a local entrepreneur who wants to come and talk about the real world because I'm learning from a book. But this is real world. Local yeah. guy wants to come and talk to us, right? So part of that is that now if and usually the, the students love that because, again, now I get some feedback. I'm bouncing stuff off the professor. They don't know, right? I'm bouncing us. So this is what's happening. Now, if I'm building this relationship, right, and I've got these opportunities, I need a, I need a vice president of marketing. Uh -huh. And I bounce it off the dean or the professor. He goes, hey, you know what? My wife is just coming off. You start to find... You know, my wife is coming off maternity leave. She would love to do that. You, you see, it was like you start to find, yeah. And they start sending you these folks. I won't say they're they're already vetted, but they're typically going to be pretty strong folks because they know what your business is. They've been you've had a relationship for uh, you've been talking to the class for a number of years, right? They've seen that you've hired a couple folks, and now you've developed a pipeline. And what happens is that just like that recruit that comes runs across runs runs, runs a nine five, right? So the phone rings. Hey, yeah. Brian, um, you know, I, you may not be hiring, but this guy, <laughs> one of my alumni from 10 years ago is in town. He just walked in my office. I'd love for you to talk to him. You see what I'm saying? Now, all of a sudden, yeah. you're building this network of people that are actually recruiting for you, right? I love it. I love it. Your network is your net worth. Yes. Yes. You, you know, something else just came out of this, and we're kind of in the home stretch of our podcast. So you're coming back, Fields, by the way. I want to hear about the second half of your RV trip later yeah, this year. The back half. Right? <laughs> uh, you know, we'll do a Where's Fields Now uh, yeah. thing on Waldo, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know I told you about this years ago, maybe 15 or so years ago. I had a magazine called Urban Success, which I started. It was through a relationship I had with a company called ICIC up in Boston, mm -hmm. Initiative for Competitive Inner Cities. Mm -hmm. And it was called Urban Success. It was for inner city entrepreneurs. And that wasn't defined by race or gender or ethnicity mm -hmm. or anything. It was defined by geographical zones, right? Mm -hmm. Inner city. I remember through my conversation with a local pastor, I did a 12-week workshop. And I told you about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, at a place called Mount Olive Baptist Church. And when I tell you, it was, it, 
I don't want to say it was out of my comfort zone, but I had about maybe 15 or 20 business owners in, in the church, you know, in like a church class room area. And I was the only white person, mm-hmm. you know, and in instructing them. And I learned so many great lessons from the, 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 I'll call them students, but they were business owners in right, that class right, right, about right. some of the hurdles and obstacles that they had to deal with and some of the opportunities and just the way that they approach business. And right. I brought in guest experts every, yeah. every week. And I remember, so this is 2005 and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to post this podcast on Facebook because I'm still friends with like three or four of the people. Awesome. Ten years later. Awesome. Awesome. But the the point is that um, we learned so much from each other as a result. I still use some of the stories and anecdotes that I learned in that 12 week experience today as as a result of, of expanding my mind. Right. And so here's here's something to, and I'm going to follow up what you said. If you're a business owner and you have knowledge and wisdom and experiences that you can share with people who are outside your comfort zone, 100% do it. Volunteer at a local business organization, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at a school, at, at you know what what you're doing, where you go, where you go on the road, and you teach, and you network, and you help people get jobs. Because to your point, you are just expanding your network. Yes, and to me, that's reframing diversity without calling it out. Yes. That's just you're doing it. You're you're not talking about it. You're doing yes. it. Yes. Yes. And, and Brian, it's, you know, if you've got a business and you're successful, I mean, you're, you're an economic engine in the community. You're, you're, you're a positive force in that community, right? Mm-hmm. With all the negative stuff going on. People need to hear that. People need to hear that uh, there's a way out. There's a way to, so again, to sit down and almost like reboot and talk to that next generation. Yeah. Number one, it, it, it blows me away the feedback you get. You know, because you don't you don't know until you you're, you're in front of that, you know, the the bullets are flying like yeah time. yeah. But then even if you've got problems or concerns, right? Hey, we, you know, uh, maybe your class can take this on as a project. We'd love for you guys to figure this out. And what if they figure it out? You see, so if the kid that figured it out, what would you do? Right? Yeah. Would would you you know? So what would you do? Um, and. You know, to me, it's it's a way to sort of not only promote what you're doing locally or even on a more regional basis, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also, if you've got if you've got staff members, right? You got a VP of marketing, so so get them involved. Where now, you know, you're learning how to teach to folks outside of your comfort zone. I mean, that's you know, it's, it becomes <laughs> you know, you're learning how to play on uh, in yeah. different parks. You're learning how to. You know what I'm saying? You're learning how to do things and how to approach folks. And to me, you know, um, it becomes almost, um, you know, a, 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 a build, a, you'd sort of build a, a, a like a, a muscle, right? You're working yeah. on this muscle, yeah. right? It's and a now, win-win for everybody. If, if you see it that way, if you don't, hey, I'm, I'm going to, but again, you know, now you're going into, you know, the, you know, you become, you know, maybe a small sponsor at the bas- basketball game, right? Yeah. 
Uh, and again, or you, you know, you sponsor the gate and nothing big, but again, the, the 15 kids that were in your class, they, they saw that, oh, that's Mr. That's Mr. Mar-, you know, so, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. Yeah. You become this sort of like person that, Hey, that's that guy. He spoke to our class. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, so again, it starts, it starts to sort of feed on itself. I don't know if you're going to go out and buy an RV like me, but that's where it sort of grew to, because again, you know, I'm showing you up see and, us going down the highway together fields. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, I can see it. <laughs> my wife might divorce me, but <laughs> no, you know what? My my wife wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. Now she's buying curtains and you know, hey, what oh, are we going to You know, so now it's like <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. All right. What's the best way for people to reach out to you? Because I guarantee you I'm gonna have a couple of dozen people who are listening to this saying, I want to know more about what Fields does. Yeah, racingtowarddiversity.com or College Diversity Network. Um, those are the two main sites. We've got a career okay. and stuff that come up. Or pro- probably the biggest thing with Twitter, because, you know, Musk is yeah. doing all kind of crazy stuff. But LinkedIn. I'll put, so, I'll put all of that on my resource. On LinkedIn, you can sort of see where I'm going, where I'm, you know, where I'm at. Uh, if I'm in your area, hey, Brian, I'd love to connect. Uh, you know, again, e- even the, if it's to come and sit in on one of the classes, so you can sort of. Do you, you know, have meet. a schedule? Of- yeah, I got a schedule. I got a schedule. I'll send that over to you. So we're going to hit 36 schools in the back half. Wow. Um, most of them are from, uh, it's going to be from like Philadelphia down through, I think the furthest west we'll go is like Baton Rouge. Okay. So 36 schools. And it, mostly it's around uh, the smaller colleges. Mm-hmm. Uh, historically black colleges, even though uh, Myrta Martin's school out in Virginia. Oh, yeah. That, it's not at HBCU, yeah. but it's out in Virginia. So, you know, we're going to, uh, we'll be going out to NCA&T. Uh, 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 another uh, uh, favorite is Reggie Howard. Reggie used to work at, uh, um, at, uh, at Arkansas. No, Reggie was at, um, oh, Campbell, Campbell University. Oh, University. yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Now he's up in DC. So again, part of that, We'll go up and spend some time in Baltimore, and then stay for the uh, for the game for the Commanders yeah. game. So we do business and pleasure. But if we're in the area, uh, we'd love to sort of have you come in. And again, if it's a local school and we can help you build a relationship, I think that's awesome. Another company that we can say, hey, you know what? We're representing these companies, but here's a local company that's you know they got a hundred po- folks, and you know they'd love to come in and and uh, you know when they're hiring, they'd love to talk to you about the opportunities. And it usually goes over pretty well. I love it. I love it. I want to have you back on uh, later this fall to talk about the I'll second take, half of your your year. I'll take I'll take and, a bunch of uh, pictures. And you have inspired me. So, you know, I'm I'm going to go back to my my NJ SBDC client, the New Jersey Small Business Development Centers. I'm going to see if we can't do something at a you know maybe well, and even even your client there. I think yeah. some of the schools would love to know about them. You know what I'm saying? Because there's yeah, they're all housed on college campuses. On college campuses, all of the there's, SBCs there's are. There's a lot of kids that they want to be entrepreneurs, Brian. They don't want to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, where do you sort of turn to? So I think some of the schools may have an entrepreneurial program or something. They where do. You know, they do. That group can come and speak to them. Yeah. The kid has got an idea and he's looking. Okay, what do I do with that? So I think that could be. It could work both ways. I'm I'm thinking about going back to that church in Hackensack. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Round two, if they'll have there me. You, there you go. Uh, 
Fields, thank you so much for My pleasure, Brian. all your wisdom, all the, the support that you give to business owners and, 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 you know, all the efforts you, you have around helping college students uh, realize the power of a diverse workforce and diverse mindsets. Uh, and, and thank you for taking all the time to help reframe the conversation around diversity. Keep up the great thank work. You. Thank you, Brian. All right. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your suggestions. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Small Business Podcast. And we will see you next week for another episode. Until then, take care and maybe put some of Field's suggestions to work this week. And if you do, let me know how it goes. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.